0: When we go on vacation, we have expectations, right? Maybe kick back and relax, sit on the beach, have a margarita, visit with family and friends if they're there, spend an ungodly amount of money, you know, because in your heart, you know it's gonna be worth it, right? All those savings, just blow them. What you don't expect is to be caught up in a situation that is filled with death and destruction. That's what happened to my father and stepmother back in 2019.
1: Before we continue with Mike's story, I just want to quickly mention what the global Stories That Stir movement is all about. Our mission is to facilitate a revolution of human connection through storytelling. And we're looking to grow a community of fabulous humans just like you who believe in our mission and want to help us grow Stories That Stir events all over the world, so that we can impact millions of lives through storytelling. Check out the Patreon link in the show notes. And now, let's stir things up. But our first storyteller is a comedian who has come all the way from Wollongong to be here tonight. Thank you. Um, So, Mike Seamus Reid is as I said, a Wollongong based comedian. <laughs> the first thing in my note. He's a podcaster and horror author. But above all else, Mike is a family man. So please welcome to the stage Mike Seamus Reed.
0: Usually comedy is my wheelhouse. Uh, I've been doing it for quite a few years and the goal is always to make people laugh and uh, you know leave happy and forget about your problems, that kind of thing. Tonight's a little different, Uh, I am going to tell you a story, it is 100% true, it is personal. This is the very first time I have told this story in a public setting. So when we go on vacation, we have expectations, right? Maybe kick back and relax, sit on the beach, have a margarita, visit with family and friends if they're there spend an ungodly amount of money, you know, because in your heart, you know, it's going to be worth it, right? All those savings, just blow them. What you don't expect is to be caught up in a situation that is filled with death and destruction. That's what happened to my father and stepmother back in 2019. Now, December 2019, they arrived into this country from America, where I'm originally from. We hadn't seen them in about two years, so my wife and I and my children, we were very excited. In fact, the last time we saw them was at our wedding in 2017, uh, not far from here, just in Cronulla. So we meet up in Sydney, and we go to the Hard Rock Cafe, which actually isn't even there anymore, in Darling Harbor. We have dinner. We're chatting it up. We're catching up. My stepmother informs us at the table that they're going to be going on a cruise the next morning. And when they get back in like a week or so, we'll rendezvous again uh, down in Wollongong, where my wife and I are. And Christmas and New Year's, all that's going to take place. Simple plan as long as nothing gets in the way. Well. They leave for their cruise the next morning. We go home. December 9th, 2019. I was working at a university at the time. I was on my way home from work. Radio is on, ABC News. I'm barely listening. Some story comes on. I hear a couple of key words like uh, tourist, rescue, explosion, casualties, but I'm barely paying attention, not putting anything together. I get home about 20 minutes later and I get a video call on my phone through the messenger. It's a woman I've known a very long time, a close family friend. She says, Mike, have you spoken to your father and stepmother recently? I said, what do you mean recently? Like in the last what, a couple days? She says, no, uh, like in the last three hours. I said, no, why? Now, not only is she a close family friend, she just so happened to be the travel agent that booked my parents on the cruise they took off the coast of New Zealand. The same cruise ship that dropped passengers off at the now infamous White Island Volcano. My parents were on that ship. They were on that tour. So they were on their way back from the main crater. That's sort of the main sightseeing attraction when you're on White Island. They're going back toward the shore. They pass a group of other tourists, another tour group, who's walking up toward the crater. They wave at each other, they, they say hello, they they smile, hey, what's up? You know, it's like vacation, fucking party, right? You know. And uh, they get, I don't know, maybe three-fourths of the way down this sort of flattened almost like plateau thing that goes toward the shore and uh, that's when it starts as my stepmother described it it's like hearing the beginning of a thunderstorm really loud booming you almost think it's just part of the tour. It's like, oh, well, obviously this thing makes noise, right? Like, that's just why we're here. We're here to see, like, cool stuff, you know? It's like an extreme tour. And then it really happens. A massive, deadly, powerful explosion with force just unimaginable. My parents just so happen to be right near a... Rock face that may be as tall as me, just kind of protruding out of the ground. And as they realize that a gigantic cloud of boiling hot death is racing down this island, they hide behind this rock face. The way my father describes it, basically, They could feel everything surround them, so they're just shielded barely. But the problem is, is everything started to rain down from above. So they had some shielding at the back, but above, I mean, that's it. Fair game, you know? So just liquid hot death and debris raining down on top of my father and stepmother. My dad described it as being caught in a thunderstorm, but there's no wind, there's no rain. It's just boiling hot cloud, consuming everything. You can't see, you can't breathe. My father said um, the only thought that went through his head was, if this doesn't end like now, like in the next 30 seconds, if it doesn't end, that's it for us. It ended eventually. Somehow they made it to the shoreline, whether they were dragged there. They, they don't remember. It. I mean, how could you? They have no idea how they got to the shore. They were pulled onto a boat. If you've seen the documentary on Netflix about this, a lot of footage is from a GoPro from a Brazilian couple from a boat. That's the boat. My parents were dragged on by the Brazilian couple. So small world there. Um, remember visiting them in New Zealand in the burn ward. My stepmother was the first room we went in. The nurse, she did warn us, but she, you know, she said, uh, "Listen, um, your stepmother's hair." Now, side note: my stepmother had. Gorgeous brunette, wavy shoulder length hair. She cared about her hair. It was it, her whole life. She was known for her hair. And the nurse said, Listen, um, the damage was so much that we had to remove it. You may not recognize her. Now, when you hear that, you go, Yeah, sure, I won't recognize someone I've known forever. Yeah, okay. We walk into the room, we just want to see her. And she's right. When you're not ready for that, I really thought we were in the wrong room. It wasn't my stepmom. This was, another, this was someone else. But no, it was. It was rough, real rough. My dad, he's always reacted badly to medication. Father went through 17 surgeries, obviously medicated each time. And uh, every time you tried to talk to him after a surgery, he would say things like he had a dream that he was trapped in a wooden box surrounded in fire. This is just how his mind reacted to to medication. So every time he was sedated, he would go off into some dreamscape, and then he couldn't remember anything afterwards. So those are really hard conversations. They're alive. I mean, look. that's. Let's boil it down to, to what's important in that moment. It's, it's they're alive. They're doing well. Uh, my stepmother, she herself went through uh, 13 surgeries to repair the damage. They're back in the uh, Washington DC area now. Um, obviously, some, some, a couple years years have, have gone by now. The really, really hard part I think is over at least physically, mentally, I have no idea. Um, They'll be dealing with this a long time. My wife and I will be dealing with it for a long time. Um, If you remember in 2019, see this happened in December. We had been dealing with this. It was our number one priority. March, 2020, the world ends. So this story that I'm reminding you of disappears from the news cycle because that was the story. This was an international incident, right? This was multiple governments involved. And by the way, if you've ever dealt with a multinational tragedy and you've had to travel somewhere, damn, do they get shit done. I was, we went, my wife remembers this, we landed in New Zealand. I didn't even have a proper visa The embassy called the airport, and they said, that couple right there gets on that plane, and that's the end of it. And then they realized how we were connected to everything. And they said, yes, of course, get on the plane. Full police government, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Escort. I almost said export. full escort as if a terrorist attack had happened. I mean, this was the craziest thing I've ever seen. The media presence, it was it was wild. Now, um, for the sake of time, what I've done, that is a very condensed version of what happened. Trust me, I could tell you this story for about 10 hours. There's a lot of nuance to this. There's a lot of different paths to go down. So what I'd like to end on is simply a lesson that I've actually personally taken from this. Now, this is going to sound cliche at first, but really just think about it for a second. Be kind and be positive whenever you can to everybody you meet. And here's why. Let me take you back to one segment of that story. Understand that my parents were walking away from a crater down toward the shore. They passed a group of people that they were positive with. Hey, how you doing, smiles, all that. Well, those people are the people who were walking toward imminent death. They had no chance, none no one knew it why would you who thinks like that nobody knew what was going to happen and i that sticks with me all the time everywhere i go i pass people on the street and it's morbid but i just think oh, you know shit what if man like you know hey how you doing man hey how are you cuz you just can't know You just can't know. Anyone you pass, anyone you interact with, we don't know if that's their last moments. They could turn the corner, and that's it. So let's just be kind, you know? Let's just spread the love, right? That's it for me. Thank you very much.